previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So on Twitter, uh, my handle is Mike Low TPT, uh, TPT for trumpet. Uh, that's all that is. Uh, toilet paper. Not toilet paper. I would also say make sure that that's hung properly. Well, well we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. don't, don't, don't jump the gun here. Okay. okay. All right. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. I don't know why I'm singing. Hey, Littles. <laughs> You're singing, Roxy, because we just had a great Meet the Littles guest interview. Yeah. And it was so much fun. And it was some very... Some surprises. Major surprises. things. Get ready, Littles. I mean, it's, it's coming. coming soon. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I mean, we don't want to like say it was the greatest of all time because we don't want to put these in any type of order. No, no not I, at all. All I can say is, look, it's why we do this. Yep. That's that's all I can say. Yep. I mean, they're all great. We love meeting all the littles. Mm-hmm. They always have their own flair. The littles are own... like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. That's right. <laughs> And that's basically all we could say, especially about this one. So this was, it was just a lot of fun. So we're recording back to back here because we want to get this episode ready to go. We are at episode 130. WTF, Chuck. I mean, that's just, (laughs) it's nuts. It's nuts. But we're thrilled to be here and we have so much great stuff to get into. We're fresh off Jingle Trek. Jingle Trek. I believe I'm saying that. And speaking of Jingle Trek, let's just get this right out there now. Jingle Fest is coming back to Virginia on June 25th, 2022 with a new, new name. It's now being called Jingle Tap. (gasps) Now, Roxy, what's the first thing? Like tap dancing? Is there going to no. be tap dancing? Should I bring my tap shoes? <laughs> Littles, please tell me. Should I bring my tap shoes? Well, I'm sure you could bring your tap <laughs> shoes, but that's not quite what we're going for here. Roxy, this is a play on the movie Spinal Tap. Okay. Now, now I believe you've seen that. Not correct? as cool. <laughs> not as cool as tap shoes. She wants to, uh, yeah, she wants to tap dance. Anyway, it says, now hold on. You might be thinking, where did this Jingle Tap name come from anyway? Like Spinal Tap, the Jingle Fest audience has become more selective. And the classic movie quote was probably referenced a double times this past weekend in Nashville. Also, during my one-on-one interactions with the show, two different littles marveled at how the jingles were so smart and yet so dumb. That had me chuckling about a nearly identical Spinal Tap movie quote about the fine line between stupid and clever. The tap references were just rolling in. Finally, peppering the show with 100 Spinal Tap jokes might finally force Robert Berg to sit down and watch Spinal Tap for the first time. Now, we might have to stop here for a second. I'm sorry, what? Robert Berg, you've never seen Spinal Tap? Well, I haven't either. What? Okay. Viewing party. Okay, I will take care of that on my end. (laughs) Jamie, you you have an assignment. Jamie Julian, you have an assignment. And by uh, hello, if you haven't seen Waiting for Guffman, that's even before Spinal Tap, but that's because we're in the show business here. I did like that one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, it says, I hope to announce a location and hotel block in about one or two weeks so that you can coordinate your travel plans. On Saturday, we'll host the golf again plus the evening sports karaoke get together. If there are any other activities that a helpful little would like to coordinate, like a brew tour, Ooh. it is Jingle Tap after all. See what he did there? Please reach out, Mr. Takei. I mean, we'll just say who he was totally talking to Todd Takei there. Anyway, that's from Jerry. That was a message Jerry Negrelli sent out to all the Jingle followers and stuff like that. So mark your calendars. Saturday, June 25th. Don't forget. Jingle tap. Jingle tap. Tap, 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 tap. Roxy, not today, because we have so much to get into. You might have to explain to people there is such a thing as jingle taps. 
Oh, yeah, but we should save that for another day. Yeah, it's not that much, but we'll save it as we get closer. It'll give us something to talk to. And we wanted to lead off with that because that's the most important part. I feel horrible we missed Jingle Track. With everything going on, it was impossible to get down. We're we're hopefully definitely going to get down for Jingle Fest this year. We've got to get down. Yep. Speaking of Jingle Track, we heard from Tony Beeson. He says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, I met a wonderful couple at last week's Mingle Fest. Now, I guess that's the night before. That was the night before, yep. Dr. James Deere and his lovely wife, Linda, hail from Little Rock, Arkansas, where the good doctor is a noted ophthalmologist. Good job. That was good, right? Mm -hmm. He actually says, try saying that with a full mouth of peanut butter. Ophthalmologist. Anyway, Dr. Deere shared one of those who's famous from your hometown stories in that NFL referee Walt Coleman is from Little Rock and has spoken at Dr. Deere's Rotary Club. Who is Walt Coleman, you may ask? Coleman is notably in that he made the infamous tuck rule call in the 2002 AFC Championship game, gifting the Super Bowl berth to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on. They weren't playing Cincinnati or anything. Come on. (laughs) The fact that that referee knows an eye doctor amongst the littles is glorious. So thank you, Tony. Then we heard from Dave Patton, and he says, Hey, guys, one, Led Zeppelin released In Through the Outdoor in 1979 with six different covers. I did not know this. The albums were then put in a brown paper bag and shrink-wrapped, thus not knowing what cover you got till you bought it. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. That's clever. He continues, B, Bob Walsh. Could not be more correct. Scott Organic would be a great Meet the Littles guest. Not only is he both smart and funny, he is one of the best human beings on this planet. I say this not because he's been my best friend for over 25 years. Just ask Maeve or Bob. Now, hello. I don't know what to say there. We've extended the invitation. You guys get on, Scott. We would love to have him come yep. on and meet the Littles. Yep. We're tired of hearing a, such a great guy he is, though. You know, because, I mean, like, look, if he's not going to meet Chuck and Roxy, how great can he be? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? No, I'm just kidding. And then he writes, and third. See what I did there? (laughs) He says, don't forget to vote for Cinders. (laughs) Yes. We'll make sure we do that. We'll try to get that in the show notes again. Littles, vote for Cinders. His cat, his wife needs a bathtub. Yep. Or at least a shower. Yep. I don't think he gets anything for second place, though. All right. Then we heard from Ed Butt, and he has a lot going on. But first he says, Charlie Pierce, I'm with you. Robin's Nest Magnum P.I. is the TV house I want to live in, but I want the current remake. Great weather, great location, and a world-class wine cellar. Mm -hmm. Plus, Higgins, Juliet Higgins, has replaced Dana Scully as my number one TV crush. (laughs) Now, now you're talking my language, Ed, because, yes, Dana Scully, hello. Now, I tried to get you to watch the reboot of x-files and you wanted nothing to do with it you watched like one episode and you were freaked out uh i still have nightmares about said episode <laughs> sorry it was the garbage man guy i don't even remember which episode it was i now, don't know but... something to do with the garbage truck and the guy oh nope 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 yeah no it, i wish i would have picked a different episode for you to start because some of them are really clever and they're not like gory at all but this, yeah, there were a couple, yeah. Anyway, he also has something coming up. They're trying to do a big, I don't even know what they're calling it, meeting. I saw the date, March 21st. Is that right, Ed? Because I, But that's on a Monday, so I don't know mm-hmm. if that's correct. Uh, he's like trying a Littles to, meetup? Yeah, he's trying to hook up a Littles meetup. Hopefully he's going to get it on the Summer of Littles website. Yep. Bob Walsh said, yeah, let me know and we'll put it on there. So that would be exciting. Uh, we'll give you more details if we know about it. All right, and then Roxy. Some littles wanted to come to your, I I won't say rescue, but (laughs) 
Uh, it, it <laughs> oh won't boy, make you, what happened now? It won't make you feel so bad. Okay. okay. Well, we heard multiple people, but Bobby Gottfried, Mike Wolf, they, they both wrote in regarding this, but they basically say Candle in the Wind was originally written in 1973 as a tribute to Marilyn, mm-hmm. but it was rewritten and re-recorded with new lyrics in 1997 as a tribute to Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bobby Gottfried also said it was called Goodbye England's Rose. And so he said it's entirely likely that that's the version you heard yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So that makes sense. And to be honest, it's one of those songs where I just knew the chorus very well. And I think the chorus is, I believe, the same because I did not realize that there were two different versions. Right. Right. Clearly, I thought it was always about Diana. Right. And, and I remember that actually. It's when about it. Marilyn. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he played it at the funeral, and I remember yeah. that they changed some of the words, but I couldn't remember exactly the details when we were talking about right. it in the last episode. Right. And then we also heard from Lee Gordon saying, The Bury the Lead Moment brought to you by me. I once met Louis Armstrong. What? I mean, we need details. You can't just drop that on us, Mr. Gordon. I mean, come on. We did enjoy that at Birdland. Yeah. We saw the Louis yeah, Armstrong tribute, tribute band. Tribute band, yep. Uh, and then actually you played with, you gigged with a few of those people. I, I don't think Claire I knows did. this. I did. So, I mean, Claire did know, I, I mentioned, I saw a couple of the band members of the tribute band at Birdland and I, I could have swore I knew them from somewhere else. And the only place I could think of was Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, the big band that I get to perform with on occasion as a honey tap. And sure enough, I had a honey tap gig this week dancing along with Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. And what do you know, four of the band members from the Louis Armstrong tribute band were in Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. So I was right in that I had seen them before. Anywho. Then we heard from Michelle Pendleton. I love this because I love this word. Go ahead. She says, hey, guys, didn't mean to cause such a kerfuffle on the Purdue Purdue note. What I meant was Chuck shouldn't have used the chicken reference because it's spelled differently than the university. Not that they are pronounced differently. I was pretty sure that Roxy's teacher would have put them on the correct course for the university spelling, but just wanted to make sure that Chuck didn't forever think that the chicken dudes and the Big Ten University were linked, even though they are pronounced the same way. It's just Purdue. It's just Purdue. It's just Purdue. (laughs) Anyway, and then we got a lot of emails about the Animaniacs. Is that how, did I say that right? You did. I'm getting, I'm getting better at this. Yep. But Bobby says, I still remember every word of the Animaniacs nations of the world song. Some of those countries don't even exist anymore. Mm. And then my, one of my favorite, we heard from Claude Jennings. We oh. haven't heard from Claude in a long time. Hey, Claude. He says, Ritz was so right about the Animaniacs. Funny, smart, just classic. I'm amazed. I, that was not my generation. I was yeah. in high school, college at that time. So that would, I missed mm-hmm. it. I missed that. Yeah. And I have to admit, I watched some of those links that Ritz sent and they were fantastic. Yeah. It, like I said, it reminded me of Schoolhouse Rocks. You know, I'm just a bill and all those uh-huh. little things. So they, uh-huh. those were great. That's what it, it was that generations of yep. that. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. And then, Roxy, we're going to close with two new segments, actually. Yep. We don't have names for them, though. So we have to figure out how we're going to do this. Should we just call it, have you met my wife? <laughs> have you met my wife? Because apparently I haven't. Um, and I'm only bringing this up, Littles, because we go through all these peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and fluff, mayonnaise on grilled cheese, all this stuff. Uh-huh. So we didn't know what we were going to do for dinner the other night. We decided we are going to eat separately. You're like, well, I'm just going to grab a sandwich at Subway. Yep. I'm like, okay, no problem. I, I was jonesing for a Subway sandwich. Yeah, and I just I was going to get something different. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you were heading home anyway. Yep. We had spent the afternoon together, and I had to go to work, and you yep. were heading home. Okay, so I said, well, I'll go into Subway with you. And you start ordering your <laughs> my tuna, tuna fish sandwich. My tuna sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Littles, 
First of all, I applaud the strength and the, I don't know what you want to call it, for just ordering a tuna fish sandwich from Subway. I, I just, I don't know that I would ever do that. That so sounds when I, scary when I was me. growing up, there was a period of time where we would have Subway, I think, every Friday. Or it was once a week we would have Subway, and mm-hmm. it was always tuna. And I don't think at the time I realized you could get other things. Sure. I was too young. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was like, oh, well, they're getting tuna, so I have to get tuna. Anywho, that's my word of the day, anywho. Okay. Um, I decided the other day I wanted a tuna sandwich. So I go in, we go in, I order a foot long Italian herbs and cheese bread with tuna provolone cheese. Okay, let's stop right there for a second. <laughs> this I did not know about my wife. <laughs> okay. I, first of all, like I said, I applaud you in general just because ordering tuna to me is a little sketch ball change at a place like that because you mm-hmm. just never know. You know, it's mm-hmm. got mayo and you just... Uh, I don't how know. Fresh. There's something about Subway where it's just standard. No, I get you it. You know what that's, you're going to get. Right. Exactly. That's fine. But then you put cheese on it. It didn't matter. Provolone. what. Ca- it could have been mozzarella. It could have been American. It could have no, been... No, it's got to be provolone. Okay. Well, I Littles. Do you put cheese on your tuna Do you tuna put cheese sandwich? on your tuna fish sandwiches? <laughs> you know, look, I don't think I've ever done it. So I'm not even sitting here judging you saying, oh, that's blah. Because I don't know. I, I Full disclosure, I've never had it. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to judge. I just never have seen anybody put cheese, let alone the woman who I've been dating for almost a decade and now married to. Holy cow. Almost a decade. Almost a decade. Okay. Wow. Anyway, my point is, now you also put some lettuce, tomato. Lettuce, tomato, and pickles. Right. Okay. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And I remember the tuna boats back in school. No dressing, no extra mayo, nothing nothing fancy No, I loved, we called it the tuna boat when we were in middle school and high school and it was just, it came on a hot dog roll, tuna fish with a couple pickles on top. That's Uh great. uh Cheese. Interesting. <laughs> provolone Littles. cheese. You're very specific. I'm I just like, wondering if people... I don't like American cheese. I love provolone right, cheese. Right, I love cheddar cheese, but for sandwiches, I usually do provolone. All right. Well, mm-hmm. all right. That's Let's what say. I ordered. Moving on. Second new segment. What now, Sully? What, what now, Sully? 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 So this episode on What Now, Sully, he writes in two of the greatest TV theme songs potentially ruined forever. Didn't you say Appleby should have been left alone? Okay. Now, when you say ruined, Sully, I mean... What exactly do you mean? Because I'll, I'll have you know, we've gotten many very positive comments and feedback on both mm-hmm. of those. What were their jingles? Look, we didn't say we're professional jinglers. We never claimed we didn't get flown down to Nashville to perform at Jingle Track or anything like that. It's just we're just trying and we're sorry we ruined your listening experience. We I'm hope- not sorry. <laughs> Chuck here hopes he can make it up to you somehow, and we'll try. That's all we're going to say. I'm just going to be myself. Since we're on a sad note, we're going to close with this before we get to our great Meet the Littles guest. We do have an RIP. We don't do many of these, and we usually only do them for like the real big names, you know, like when Betty White passed away and stuff like that. But I have an RIP Johnny Brown. Do you even know who that is, Roxy? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sure you don't. I don't know if many people know him, but he played Nathan Bookman on Good Times. And he was one of my favorite characters on that show. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's all about J.J. and Don O'Mite and all that right, stuff. Right, but right. yeah, Bookman played the super that oh. would come up. Yeah. yeah. I really like he was a big character actor mm-hmm. and just really his facials and everything. And he just was a great sideman for all of that family. Yeah. You know, he would come in and just set them up or he'd be the, the butt of their jokes mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just a I really enjoyed that show. And it's so R.I.P. Johnny Brown. They just called him Bookman. What's up, Bookman? You know, kind of thing. So. All right, Roxy, let's get to our Meet the Littles guest, a fun time and kind of a big 
little deal in the TV world. Yeah. So we're excited. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, this is Jason Fraley from WTOP's Beyond the Fame podcast, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. This episode by a band called Bertrand's Wish, and this song is called Tell Me All. And this is kind of exciting because this single is not set for release until March 19th, so we're getting it here first on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, you can literally find them everywhere. They're on Facebook, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Bubble, and Apple Music. Just search Bertrand's Wish, that's B-E-R-T-R-A-N-D-S-W-I-S-H. And as always, we'll play the full song, Tell Me All, before it's released for anybody else at the end of the podcast. Tear off your chains, set yourself free. Throw away the things you do not need. It's easier to follow than to lead. We all all right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. Very excited about this one. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Dan Hamill. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, guys, how are you? We're great. Great. To meet you. great. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest. We do some lurking before our guests come on. We at least try to, so we have an idea that's, of background. That's my favorite hobby, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but we had no idea. We knew nothing about you, yep. which is why we do this, actually. Yep. But we knew you were a loyal little, so we're like, we have to meet them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we'll get to all that. Why don't you take a second and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? All right, cool. My name is Dan Hamill, and I was born and raised in eastern Canada. So I grew up in Frederick, New Brunswick. And I eventually uh, you know, married the woman of my dreams and got married. And I moved to the States, and now I live outside of Annapolis, Maryland. Amazing. Annapolis is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And now, did you uh, go to school up in Canada? Yeah, I went to school, a school called Durham College in Oshawa, outside of Toronto. And I took athletic therapy, which I did for a little while. And and then I went to Durham College and I took sports administration. And I did some of that, but I don't, I guess everything you learn in college, you use a little bit sometime, but that's not really what I do anymore. so. So, what do you do? couple different things i'm a finished carpenter cabinet maker by trade so i do some of that i would do more but one thing i've learned in america is somebody in the family needs to get health care mm-hmm. yeah so now i work for a corporation to try to get health care oh. for my family so i work for lowe's and i go to people's homes and i sell like home renovations oh wow. cool interesting yeah. so i'm still in the field but i don't really i'm not really hands-on as much but. right so i do have the skills to fix up the little house if i was ever asked but. ah exactly ah. Great. Which I heard is not so little. <laughs> I don't know. Pablo oh, said the other day, last week when he was on PTI, oh, it's not- he made some joke about the house being not so littler in comparison, but it's not 
actually a little home. <laughs> I think Mo could let us know. Yeah. He makes it sound pretty, uh, you know, I'm I'm not that much of a lurker. I'm always surprised when people mail stuff to his home or whatever. I'm like, really? Do they find his address on the internet? Or like, I would never dare look that up and do right. a drive-by. Right, or, right. Unless I had a motorhome I had to put somewhere. Right, exactly. Sure, If you sure. needed to park that somewhere, you'd know where to go. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, speaking of, Tony, like, how did you become a little? When did you start listening and all that stuff? Uh, so I basically have watched PTI since almost the birth of the show. I actually understand the why that he says goodnight Canada. So in Canada, when it airs, it's a different sports center. So there isn't another segment on sports center. Right. So he says goodnight to Canada because that's actually good. That's the end of the show to us. Right. Oh. So that's actually how that started. But anyway, so I've been watching PTI forever, but we couldn't get ESPN radio or any of those things up there. So I wasn't aware he was actually on the radio until, unless I was traveling like, if I was in New York City or something once, I'd listen to it, but I couldn't listen to it on a regular basis. Right. Basically, until it became a podcast. And as soon as he mentioned on PTI, I want something about his podcast, you know, I looked it up and I've sort of been hooked ever since. So are you a Will Bond fan as well? Yeah. I would think when they argue about stuff, I probably Tony's side a little more of the argument. <laughs> Just because we're more alike, I think, probably. I probably, right. I probably agree with his side more than than Will Bonds. But actually, when I met them both, I think Will Bond was probably interestingly pleasant, like a lot more than I, I thought he might be more like I don't know, standoffish maybe or whatever. But he was he was the one that held the elevator for us oh, and showed nice. us which right. way to go and things. So, Well, I was going to say good for you for not bearing that lead too long. Um, <laughs> so what was that like? I saw the picture. You have a picture of you somewhere on social media of you and Tony and Will Bond together on the set. Well, back when they did it in a studio, they would have three or four people that you sort of had, and I don't mean I'm connected, but you sort of had connections to get there. It wasn't like it was a, they walked by and get an audience off the street. Or, oh, right. right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or such, but they, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, Ellen DeGeneres or something, you know, the, uh, so I just know somebody that knew somebody that was a producer there and kind of asked and I got on the list and eventually they'd say, hey, would you like to come? And I, I did. Yeah. Amazing. And the person I knew was able to time it so that, it was an episode where they were both there instead of a right. host or something. You know. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was lucky that you got both of them in the studio at the same time. Like one wasn't remote or anything like that. Yeah, no, it was fun. So now, when did you come to the States again? I came to the States in 08. So you were in your adult life. Yeah, I was like 40. When I, oh, oh right. okay. Yeah. So you were a man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know if that's ever, if I've ever achieved that. But you're based near Washington, so is that where your fandom lies now, or growing up, uh, who, what teams did you root for? Yeah, it was interesting. I've been a little bit more of a root for somebody because I like them and respect them person, mm -hmm. than root for somebody because my grandfather did. Right. Gotcha. You know, a root for a uniform. I find, not to get too much of a big tangent, I find it similar in the politics. I find it funny that people root for somebody because their grandfather, or they vote for somebody because their grandfather did. Yeah. Sure. You know, Eisenhower might have been a great guy, but it doesn't mean the guy now for that party is. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Sure. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. And I don't even know what party Eisenhower is. So just, yeah. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> not to get political here. <laughs> yeah. So Keep me in. Growing Super up neutral. in Eastern Canada, everybody, obviously we're hockey fans. So everybody was either Toronto, Montreal, or Boston. Mm -hmm. I would say, because I liked Bob Yor so much, I would be a Boston guy. Nice. Gotcha. But and then actually right out of college, I actually worked at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. So I worked for the NHL, for which is owned by the NHL. So I worked for them for about a year and a half. And I grew a little bit more of a, some people still do, but then I still 
kind of rooted for the sport as a whole and not as an individual team, I guess. So, so I kind of move around. Like, like when Ray Bork went to Colorado, I certainly rooted for them to win a cup. And so I will move my loyalties somewhat. But I'm lucky because I'm a Nats fan now. And growing up, I was a big Expos fan, and they're the same All team. right, of course. So that's that actually works. So my son's a Nats fan. Uh, he's a Caps fan, so I don't mind rooting for the Caps. I'll, I'll root for them. And just because they were the closest team, I've been a Patriots fan, I guess, for most, you know, long enough that I can remember, like, literally saying to my TV, why are you sticking it to Bledsoe for this Brady kid? That's stupid. (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Yeah. You know, they seem to, they, you know, like a lot of sports fans, I guess they tend to know a little bit more than we do. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, I always say that about the Red Sox, whenever they trade someone that I really like. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like when they just let Johnny Damon walk, yeah. you know, after yeah, right. 2004. Right. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's, that's Johnny Damon. And I didn't know well, about this kid, Jacoby that... Ellsberg. You know, who knew? You right. know, and they're like, yeah, you don't know he's going to bad in a year. You don't know that he's probably only got two good, two good years left. And you don't want to give him 200 million for those two years. Yeah, right. Sure. Well, and like I said, they have this kid, Jacoby, coming up. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, he's going to probably be pretty good. In football, I've seen that like three times in my life, I guess. That you thought, you know, why were they sticking Montana for this Steve Young kid? Yeah, right. What yep. What are they doing with Brett Favre for this Rogers guy? Yeah, right. and the and the Bledsoe Brady. You know, they've got it terribly wrong a thousand times. Oh, sure, right. But in those three cases, they sure knew what they were doing. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? they knew it was time to move on. Like, and I'm the I'm kind of the other side when it comes to sports that I'm not a big fan. I mean, I like them; they're nice people, but I'm not a big fan of these rookies playing. Like every great quarterback, especially, held a clipboard for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And I don't understand this big push to stick them in the game. Well, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I'd hate to say it this way, but, you know, they're like, we spent all this money on draft picks or we traded all our stuff away yeah. for the draft pick and la la la. And if you don't have a Montana or a Favre, yeah. you know, they're like, why not just put them in there and get the reps? Let's start. And I, you know, I hate to be facetious, but I bet you there's a lot more of, uh, if you're a middle of a pack team, there's a lot of money in jersey sales. Right. That's so true. So even if it doesn't pump you up to move higher, the Johnny Manziel or whatever of the day that sells a bunch of jerseys is good economically. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Well, as Tony says, it's usually all about money. Yeah. So. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so true. And uh, so would you say, now you talked mostly about hockey. So are you saying hockey is your favorite sport? Uh, yeah, I kind of like sports that other people don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I like auto racing and hockey, I would say, is the top. Okay. Okay. And I certainly like football. My, I don't know if you ever get there. My son is 13, and for seven or eight years, he says he wants to be, I guess one thing that hasn't come out yet is I'm a little person. I don't think we've talked about that. No, not so yet. So my son's a, a little person, and he keeps saying that he wants to be the first little person head coach <gasps> in the NFL. That would be incredible. Yeah. When he was young, you, know, you tried to, you know, everybody's a soccer dad, you try to, I'm not going to retire on my kids' income, typically. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, you know, everybody wants to root on their kid. And I had to, you have to have a heart to heart with your son about, you know, yeah. listen, you're, you're never going to be Tom Brady. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can have dreams, but you can't have that dream kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But what I did uh, instantly is I looked at him, I go, but you could be Bill Belichick. Like, there's nothing stopping you from That's that. That's right. Absolutely. So you might not have the athletic ability, but it doesn't mean you don't have the brain ability. So he's, you know, again, he's, he's in middle school, so... But that's still sort of his goal, and it's you know it's just kind of interesting to, to watch it through that. So I guess he's made me a huge football fan. Gotcha. Cool. And does his school have a team at least? Uh, the middle school doesn't. The high school will. So okay. that'll be sort of our next push is to uh, somehow as get a him little involved. Person, 
Yeah. Well, you get them involved, but as a little person, you always sort of, they want to let you be involved, but they always want to make you the water boy or the towel right. boy. Mm. Right. And I will push for that not to be the case. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I want somebody to actually teach him. If, if that's his further goal, sure. I want somebody to actually take him under their wing and help him be an assistant line right, That's coach. what I was going to say. Something. Don't. I, I know my schools did that. They had like a, a student assistants, I think they were called, or something like right, that. Right, yeah. yeah. That's what uh, I was Yeah, I would like to get him in those positions. We're starting to look at that now. I want to make his dreams come true, but not like a hockey dad that right. thinks my kid's the next Gretzky and I'm going to retire on that. Or, right. Yeah, sure. There's always that fine line, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You want, support, you want to teach him. Support, but not push, I guess. It's actually interesting. It's, I don't know, I'm very much a middle person, which is hard in America these days to be a middle person. Yeah. But there's also, in the, in the disability community, there's a term they use called disability porn, where you want to avoid that. Like, you always, every night when the newscast ends, there's some little clip of a, I mean, it's good-hearted, but it's more to make people that call themselves average feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know, when they put a kid with whatever ailment, Right. It gets to go into the last game of the year and play or whatever. And you wonder, did you do that for the kid or did you do that to make the yourself news. feel better yeah. that you're, I don't know. So right. that's, there's a fine line there too. Yeah. So I, hopefully my son will be there on merit and not as a, uh, thanks son. Like move on now. We're, we've yeah. given you your two minutes, right. you know, yeah. so we'll see. No, I totally get it. You see those news clips all the time and they're heartwarming, but yet. But, right. Like you said, what's the intent behind it? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, if they're heartwarming, if you're not in that, I'm not going to pick a disability because there's a million of them, but yeah. if whatever disability they're showing, if you're in that community, you kind of go, eh, is this the only focus we need? You know what I mean? So it's tough. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. And I know you're sort of catching, you've listened to a few of our podcasts, but I, if I may recommend one because you snuck it in there, which we haven't gone back to yet. Uh, but look up Mike Mackler's episode, who's actually, I don't think he lives far from you. But anyway, big, big NASCAR race car fan, and he oh, knows yeah. his stuff. Mm -hmm. He has multiple blogs about it and yep. websites and just random facts about all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, really nice guy, really nice interview. And, uh, and then you can check out some of his stuff. I'd say do it now because we need to take a break, but... Don't go too far because you know, <laughs> that, that would take a while. No, I mean, seriously, no, I, yeah. we have no idea. And again, when we meet these people, we have no idea sometimes because some of these littles we think we do know. And then <laughs> we, we call it the Barry lead moment of the show, usually, which we're going to get to yours in a few minutes after the break. We're going to tease that. But yeah, so I mean, and it's just so fun to meet them and then find out, oh, they also do this or, yeah. oh, I've been to 13 Super Bowls or, <laughs> you know, something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, I was in like, space right. or something. Yeah, right. I've been to space. Yeah, right. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've hit that yet. No, not yet. Where are you, little? We know you're out there. So, all right. We'll be right back with... Meet the Little. Hi, this is Kate Milan, and you're listening to the Loyal Little Podcast on WTFC. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are lucky enough to have Dan here with us. And speaking of bury the lead moments, I mean, <laughs> we don't really sound, we just think you're being humble, okay? Because it came out that you're, you are a little person, and, yeah. but what we failed to, you're a big TV star. Now, yeah. a lot of people didn't know. And well, I'm a little TV star. A little TV, ah, I see what you did there. But, you know, didn't even mention it. The whole first part, Roxy, yeah, doesn't, right. even, doesn't even mention it. Right. Are you kidding me? We, we dropped that we're in the entertainment business as much as we can. <laughs> but Dan here just, you know, said, Dan, why don't you tell everyone? I, and I didn't even know. I knew you did. I thought you only did one season. You actually did two seasons. Why don't you tell everyone what you've been doing? 
Yeah, so my family had a show on TLC called Our Little Family, and it was one of those sort of generic reality programs that you would have. Obviously, the obvious question most people ask you first is, did they find you or did you find them or whatever? So because I'm a builder, carpenter thing, there was a post put on Facebook or something one day about some production company was looking for a little person that was a carpenter or whatever. So people mentioned my name and they contacted us. And originally they contacted us for something I was quite excited about. It was to do, did you hear my Canadian I did. I I loved it. I know. We just looked at each other. I just looked at Roxy. I was like, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. All right, go ahead. uh, So I was pretty excited. It was supposed to be like an HGV TV kind of show where so a little person was the contractor renovating homes. And and, and these things are never totally written yet or sold yet. They're all, they, they come at you. So, you know, originally the thought was maybe that you would do renovations for, my goal was to do renovations for people with disabilities to make their house fit oh, them, nice. whatever. Okay. And I thought it'd be kind of cool that, you know, you could do some little people episodes or you could also do an episode with Shaq or somebody, right? Yeah. The complete opposite. And, you know, people with other disabilities that you'd never even thought of that they need something. The one thing I've learned is that networks are kind of lazy. And they also, people in the middle make a lot of money, but they don't want to be wrong with their decision and lose their job. So they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So between the time it started to the time that it went to a network and they actually wanted to make a show, they basically just wanted to make a show that was like the other three shows that they already had. And now four shows. That they already had. Right. I mean, so by the time, you know, and we were sort of, we were involved and we were into it, but they started making this show that was the same as uh, other shows. And it was the same. The thing that bothered me about those shows, and that, you know, people enjoy them, I just wanted to be funny and positive and stuff. And they think that they always have to have fake drama. Yeah. Yeah. So we fought them hard to not have fake drama. We go, if every show on the network has the same cookie cutter platform, can't one be different? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was always a bit of a struggle. So the straw that broke the camel's back for us was our final, ep- what turned out to be our final episode was a trip to New York City. And in it, they, there was a, if you Google it, it's on YouTube or whatever. If you follow it, the, the whole, the ads for two weeks and then the show and, you, you know, the teaser before every break was, it made it look like we lost our son, Jack, in Times Square, oh. which never happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And all they did was they took my audio from somewhere, you know, just saying, where's Jack? And kept posting it mm. and then showing angles shots that didn't have him in it and kept teasing this. And then when the moment comes, it was, oh, there he is, like literally two feet away from us. On the, oh, my God. And I was like, really? Like, do we need all that? Like, yeah. I don't know. So, so when it came to ask us about a season three, the stuff they wanted to, to sort of do wasn't of interest to us. And we basically walked. Wow. That's terrible. I know. Yeah. It and it's anyway. all because so, they think they'll get better ratings and it's not necessarily yeah, true. Yeah, they maybe know their audience better than, you know, what I do, whatever. But yeah. I just thought that if, if you have enough of those shows for that audience, why not do a show for a different audience? But, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're look. bigger than, you know, they're, or they make more money than I do and all that. So right. let them do what they want. But it just wasn't going to be with us. Maybe. Yeah. And look, I'm all about a good tease, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. No, that's but, fine. You but know. like, make it actual. I don't know some, truth. Something to have to do with your when they involve your kids. Yeah, that's, that's that was not that's, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's some of it. Yeah, yeah, and then you know they were getting into the whole like you know season three. They're talking about well, let's do a thing where your son's bullied at school or whatever, and we're going well, he's not. Right. Yeah. And we're not gonna throw 
our son under the bus or his principal under the bus or his teachers under the bus to make a TV show. And people on the other side of the country wouldn't know that, but people in this neighborhood would. Yeah. So we're not, you know, they're not. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, it's not, they don't do it mean spirited. They do it for entertainment, but it's just, you know, I kind of joke. It's but not they the try to create their watch. own mm-hmm. script. Yeah. 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 And I don't mind fake drama as far as like an HGTV kind of show where you're over budget or you run into <laughs> some issue or whatever, but it's because it's not about people. I just right. don't like it when it's about people. So there yeah. was a show I watched. I can't remember which one, but this conversation is now making me question. Was it truth or was it a fabricated story where the wife wanted one thing, but the husband wanted another thing and his thing was going to cost way more. And she was adamant that they don't spend any more money and he just behind her back, they showed he gave them more money to do what he <laughs> wanted to do. And it was this whole thing. And every time I saw that, I was like, if if my husband did that to me, I would divorce him. Like, that's horrible to go behind your back like that. Right, but I'm wondering, but I'm wondering that? now if that was all fake. It probably, I mean, I you hate know? to say this. And we obviously we're in the entertainment business. We have friends. Yeah. I know I've told this story. It was called The Fifth Wheel, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. someone, it's the same thing. I had a dear friend that went on the show. She was The Fifth Wheel. And I know this person very well. I did like three different national tours with yeah. her. She's not a bitch. I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> on this show. Yeah. And so I, of course, I had to ask her. And she couldn't talk about it until after it aired. But right. she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, no, they totally told me everything to do. They told me how to act. Yeah. They told me hey. what buttons to push mm-hmm. on this person. And I was like, because I was just shocked when I saw it. Because I was yeah. all excited. Because, of course, she's promoting it. Hey, I'm going to be on this show. You know? Yeah. And then I watch it. And I was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And sure enough, not to spoiler alert for all the listeners. Sorry. But. I, it happens all the time. We hear about interviews because we're big Survivor fans. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I have to say this is coming to, as a complete shock to us because we did not think you would be the first reality TV star that we had on our podcast, to be honest, <laughs> uh, because there have been a few littles that were survivors. I won't right. mention any names. Uh, and I might have gotten a birthday cameo from one of them, but yep. he still hasn't come on the show. Really? <laughs> anyway. There you go. You think you could have done it? Yeah, right. But no, you know, and you hear the stories about after the fact that yeah. they were portrayed as the villain, they right. call them. They're not. Yeah, it's the know? same with it's The Bachelor. The, I, that's yeah, the my edit. guilty yeah. pleasure. And oh, yeah. But the I sad actually, thing is, is it can ruin a person's life when they get yeah, back yeah. to reality, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's... I had a friend that was on the very, I think it was the very first season of Survivor. He went to my high school oh, and nice. we're still communicating. And I, I think he was the, I think he was the first person ever thrown off Survivor. Oh. Oh. And they had, somebody had said he had beef jerky hidden in his pack. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, if he did, that's genius. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like, or whatever. But I've never asked him whether that was true. Or yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. just funny. Right. So genuinely curious. And then we have to get to our fun, dumb questions. What say did you have with your edit? I'm curious. Like, did you have final say? I'm guessing not, right? We didn't have any really. About the second season, they started showing, like, they would send us the show like on a Sunday of an air Tuesday and we could pre-watch it. But in reality shows, the uh, you'll notice too, I always find the ones that I, I watch or I flick through, I find it funny that there's less and less actual content. So if, if you were going to have a birthday party for Roxy, the show would open and you'd be, I don't know, at a bar with a friend of yours saying, I think I'm going to have a birthday party with Roxy. And then you'd be having this conversation and then you'd have a conversation with somebody else. And then you would have another conversation with somebody else. And then Roxy would have a conversation with somebody about, I wonder if he's going to have a birthday party for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you would have 14 conversations about this party. And when the party actually becomes part of the show, it's about a minute. 
Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like, so they talked about it a hundred times and then the actual event was like a minute. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And it's cheaper, I guess, to do interviews than actually shoot stuff. So sure. Sure. It's, it, you know, it's, it's all talk. It's interesting. I just don't understand like the dramatic ones. I get why people want to watch them. That's great. I'm not going to downplay it. I don't understand why there's hundreds of the same. Yeah. Thing. Like, like if Roxy had a, a girl she really doesn't like, you wouldn't have a dinner party and invite that girl. Right. Just so you can have a big fight at the party. Like, right. You just wouldn't invite them. Exactly. Right. That's true. It's <laughs> right. very true. But anyway, it's funny. If people like that, and I get, I could see why there's some shows like that, but I don't know why there's over and over and over and over. Well, I, I guess that comes back. You said you like Survivor. That Not that I'm a genius, but that people forget that when I talk about networks are lazy, when reality shows hit, they hit for a specific reason that people, that they don't look back on now. Is Survivor was a huge hit because it was the middle of the summer. Like at that time in the summer, you only got repeats. So right. if you liked Friends and Seinfeld and MASH or whatever the era was, in the summer, you only got repeats. Yeah. So when they first put reality shows on, it was something new. Sure. Yeah. And you and it was cheap to make, so you watched it. Yep. So I remember like the former president used to brag about his show got higher ratings than Friends or whatever. And you're like, no, your show got higher ratings than repeats of Friends. Yeah. Right. Not come September when the new one airs. Sure. Yeah. But they took off and they're, you know, we don't regret it. Anything you do in life, you learn something and it was interesting. I actually worked the last two years with people to try to go back and make the original HGTV kind of idea mm. and they just wouldn't do it. Like it's just, we pitched it a bunch of different ways of Sundays. And it's, mm. you know, I'm a big advocate for, oh, 10 or 15% of America is disabled. Yeah. But it's not shown on television. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have some episode where somebody has some sort of disability, but not 10 or 15 percent. Yeah. Oh, no. So even HCTV, they might do a, an episode where somebody has a wheelchair or, or whatever. And it's great, but not 10 or 15 percent. And of all their hosts and things, I think that and it's just slow. I mean, it took them a long time that they're probably equal now to people of color and things, which yeah. is, you know, the first fight. But I really thought they should have somebody with a disability as a host. But yeah, they don't mm. seem to think so yet. So it'll probably happen someday. I just I'll be like Tony's age by the time it does. Mm. So right. they won't want me. I hope it does. Representation is so important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we'll be looking out for your son. Yeah. Your coach someday. <laughs> yeah. So. There you go. Well, Dan, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet the Littles here. That's so fascinating. And we'll come back to all that in a second, but we have to get to some fun, dumb questions, if that's okay. Okay, cool. I mean, we have... I listen to a lot of podcasts, and the uh, <laughs> I've never been in one of these. It kind of reminds me of the uh, James Lipton thing. Remember the Inside the Actor's Studio? He always ended with... Oh. Yes, you guys are too young for that. There's no, a no, TV show called Inside the Actor's yeah, Studio. Yeah, no, right. I James know this Lipton show, but I... always ended the show on questions like, what's your favorite swear word? Oh. Oh. Well, why don't we start there? That's a That's great a one. That's a great question. <laughs> That's not on our list. No. It's, it is now. Yeah. So what uh, is well, it? Well, <laughs> it would have to just be the F word because it's just so versatile. Yep. <laughs> right. Love you can that. Use it as an adjective. <laughs> as a, yeah, you can use it for anything. Yeah. A verb, a noun, whatever you want. Yeah. So good. Cool. So go ahead. All, All right. right. You kind of brought this to my attention a little bit ago. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? At my dinner party. Oh, cool. I would like Paul Newman because I think he's like just super cool and fascinating and yep. probably smart and his charity thing. Anyway. Or is it just goes... so he'll bring the salad dressing? <laughs> yeah, he'll bring the dressing. Exactly. And maybe some of the cookies even. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, well, I would think uh, Alan Alda just because 
I don't know. I listen to his podcast and he just seems brilliant and he's smart and he's yeah. been in the public eye forever and you forget that his father was in the public eye. And mm. Anyway, and I'd probably go with like a Da Vinci or somebody. Just oh, to, nice. Yeah. Spice it just, up a bit. Yeah, you got to have someone. Yeah. 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 How'd you come up with these ideas that we're still using today? You know, that would be like, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Oh, Snoopy. Oh. Oh. I'm digging that big, one. Big fan of Snoopy. He's got the attitude. He's kind of funny. He'll play tricks on you. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big Charlie Brown fan. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Simple. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. Mark Hamill. May the force be with us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Like, those are no No relation. We are right? like, I, I think our, I think our great, great, great grandparents were brothers. I was going to say no relation. Right. But now maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Somewhere deeply. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, you know, he has me over speaking of dinner. He's, he doesn't have me over for dinner. Anymore. Right. <laughs> Get on that. Are you a music fan? Music? Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah. if you hosted Saturday Night Live or have you, you haven't, right? No. Yeah, no. Uh, who, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? Again, I'm an old person, so I'm gonna. I'm not that old, but I was gonna say I'm younger than Tony, but older than most of the other crew that's there. Uh, I have to go to my two favorite. I have to pick one of the two, don't I? So I have two favorite singers. Well, they do two. I'm gonna, they do two sets. Uh, so if you want to split them up, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's our show. Oh, there's two sets. Yeah, I don't, have they ever done that? Like you're. I don't out, think they have, but one. well, we'll do it. We'll do it. It's our <laughs> show. I like singer-songwriter type people, so I really like Randy Bachman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I really like Bob Seger. So oh, I would nice. say nice. Uh, what do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Uh, the man cave. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a first. <laughs> I love that. And I almost I, I almost think we should just end with that. But I mean, that's fantastic. That's a great answer. Yeah. What's one hidden talent that you have that nobody really knows about? The ability to make up with my wife after I've done something stupid. <laughs> We're spending too much time in the man cave, I guess. Right. I guess that's a pretty that's good a, skill to that's have. That's a great skill to have. Absolutely. If you have any advice, tell Chuck. Yeah, yeah I, I, I practice it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dan, again, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Now, I know there is, so let's just get to this stuff. We usually say, is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? You're, you're on Twitter and all that, right? Yeah, I got the all the... the I should do more Instagram. I actually, most my kids and my wife think it's better, but I've always been a Twitter and a Facebook person, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on those. I'm only basically on Instagram to follow my son to make sure he's not doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. Right. <laughs> so do you want to give out your handle? Yeah. So it's Dan Hamill on Facebook. I have a public page there. Okay. And on Twitter, I'm at Hamill underscore Dan. Okay, great. Now, more importantly, how can we watch the show if we want to go back? Now, it's been a while, right? When did this last air? I think we finished it like five years ago. Yeah. Like that. Okay. So I think there's quite a bit on YouTube. If you own Discovery Plus or whatever, then they're mm-hmm. all on there. Sure. So that's what's happening now to all this content is they're trying to make money off of everything. So Sure. Anybody that actually has Discovery Plus can get it on there. Get every season, I think. And how many seasons were there actually? Two. Okay. Okay. We did a special. Not that that meant. We did a special. There's a famous show called Little People Big World. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we did a special carryover episode that was sort of on their show where we went to their. They have a farm oh. in Oregon, and our family went to their farm. Oh, cool. So we were on another episode, but it wasn't. It didn't air as our show. It aired as their show. Right. I see. Right. Gotcha. Well, right. Littles, I'll check it out. Yeah. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for you. All right, Dan. And well, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? 
Definitely over. If you come to my house, it will be an over house. And I've trained my kids accordingly. Ah, how many kids do you have, by the way? I don't think we got into that. Three. Oh, great. I have a son and twin girls. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Dan, for coming on. We really appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTSC Podcast Network. La cheeserie. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Dan, for coming on to meet the Littles. Fascinating stuff. I know. So cool. All that behind the scenes. I'm starting to hate reality TV. I know. I really am. I know. These are things, concepts that I heard about. And just to now know somebody who went through it. I, I just, yeah, especially it's really just the hard dra- to stomach yeah. sometimes the drama, the fabricated drama when there is no drama is just, ugh. and I think it was when they dragged the children into it. That's yeah, when. yeah. Now I have to say little since that taping, I've gone now and gone to YouTube to watch mm-hmm. some of the, you need to be a member if you want to watch full episodes, Yeah. but they do have quite a few like snippets, like two and three minute links. Yep. What a beautiful family. Yeah. The twins are just so freaking cute. Yeah. Definitely go check them out. It's worth a little bit, you know, especially at least the free clips, yeah. you know, because it's it's just really interesting. That's mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I think it's a clever concept. Mm-hmm. And I do hope someday, well, A, that I hope that his son maybe someday gets to coach some football oh, somewhere. Gosh. And, you That'd know, dream. Yep. maybe he could become a host of a yeah. reality show or a game show or whatever he wants yep. to do. But, yep. yeah, the clips are really cute. Go check out the clips. So what we're going to do to f- close out this show is, thanks to Cool Aunt Claire, we have our fun, dumb questions quiz yep. is what we're calling it. We're going to have to come up with, like, some jingle or something for it, I think, so we can do it. Now, we got some feedback. We should have probably wrapped this in with the What Now Sully segment because <laughs> he, he did say, great attempt. He said, great job, Claire, good attempt, but the question was way too easy. Right. So I fear that we've hit that again on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but we're going to flip the script this time. No, I, but I, th- I think she said when she handed yeah. them to us that a couple of them are pretty easy. Right. But there are some tricky ones in there. Well, so hold I, your horses, Solly. Yeah. Right. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so today we have, but we're going to flip the script. I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. Because now I feel like you know these people well enough. Okay. A little bit. Now okay. You, we'll see. But. Ooh. We're going to do two today, I think. Okay. We're, we're just going to we're gonna go right to it. So we have, the question is, do you have a team or franchise, college or pro, that isn't one of your personal favorites, but you really respect from afar? Okay. Now, speaking of, we haven't asked that one in we a long time. We haven't. That's we a have good to, question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here are your answers. Okay. Okay. The St. Louis Cardinals, Murray State Racers Basketball, and Wendy's. In parentheses, that's a franchise, right? So now here are your choices. We have Hampton Nager, okay. Karen Kaminsky, mm-hmm. or Steve Osbolt. What was the basketball team again? That See, this is what I'm saying. See, we'll get into this. This is why these are a little, because you're trying to like place the geographic of where these people are from. Now, get out of my head, Chuck. I know. I know what you do, because I did the same thing last time. <laughs> That's what I did. Okay. We have St. Louis Cardinals, Murray State. No Googling where Murray State is, uh, by the way. Wait, my phone is okay. not you in were, my hands. I thought you were reaching for your phone. Murray nope. State Racers Basketball, and then Wendy's, the, the restaurant franchise. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. you've got Hampton, Karen, and Steve. Okay. You know, it's been a while. We have we have to get Hampton maybe on for five 
five mediocre uh, minutes. And Karen, because it's been a long oh, time. Okay. It's been over a year since we've talked to them. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So Hampton Nager definitely said Wendy's. That's a <laughs> franchise, right? Okay. Although, wait, Steve Osbolt is the great and flavorful. So That's, of course, Wendy's is food. He's food. Go ahead. I'm not going to oh, say anything. I'll no, give I'm my gonna, answers. I'm going to stick with Hampton Nager said Wendy's. I would say it's a toss up with the other two in my brain because I don't know the basketball team at all. Maybe Steve Oswalt for the St. Louis Cardinals and Karen Kaminsky for the, what is it? The Murray, Murray State, State Racers, Racers basketball. So if you want to Google it now, you can, but I'm actually going to flip-flop those two. So I'm, right, gonna, I'm definitely right. going, I don't know what this is saying, but we're both going with Hampton Nager <laughs> for the Wendy's. You know what I think it is? Because the one thing I remembered about his interview, if I may go down memory lane here, uh-huh. is when we asked him, do you have anything you want to plug? And he said... Oh, Xanadu. He said, well, I saw Xanadu recently. Yes. And like the movie. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I'd like to plug that. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I was like, okay. Anyway. Um, Wait, he said something about Olivia Newton-John derping around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what? Yeah. Littles, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, it's a treat. That's all I'm going to okay, say. Okay, how many octaves can I go? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't but know. anyway, so I'm going to flip-flop though, because I I know Oz is a diehard Milwaukee Brewers fan, and I cannot imagine a Brewers fan. Well, you would respect yeah, them but, afar. Yeah, I guess it's not Cubs. Because, well, no, it's like the Yankees. You just, you hate them, you know? So, but you respect some of them. You know what? You're, you're, you're changing my mind now, Roxy. Don't. I, I'm going to go the other way. Okay, just, go just the to other make way it, just to make it fun. We have a sealed envelope here. We'll see who the winner is. Rip. Roxy Rip. probably knows littles better than I do. Oh, I don't know about that. And the answers are St. Louis Cardinals, Steve Osbolt. Okay. Oh, you were right. I was right. Oh, my gosh. I was Roxy. right. Oh, no. I wasn't. Oh, my gosh. No, don't say it. Don't Murray say State it. Murray State Racers basketball, Hampton Nagler. <gasps> Wendy's Karen Kaminsky. <gasps> we, Karen. I mean, we, did, we were so far off on that, Roxy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. How'd you do, Sully? Wow. How do you like them apples? I mean, here I thought this, maybe we won't do another one. I thought that was a gimme. Me too. Wow. Interesting. Well, at least we got one. Well, I got one. You got zero. I got zero. I got one. Wow. All right. I suck at this. I don't know if I want to go on. Me too. It's fine. Should we do another one? Yeah, let's do one. You want to do this one? Yeah. All right. This next question. What's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? All right, we're screwed. Here's the thing. This is actually really interesting. Yeah, here's the thing. This was why I wanted to do two because I'm like, oh, the first one's so easy (laughs) that we should do two because this will be an interesting one. Yeah, so your answers I got none in the first one. It's okay. Okay, so the answers are blowing glass, sliding the lever on a podcast to exactly the point I want every time, and... Playing NFL Survivor Pool. I won my main pool, now up to over 100 people, four times in 12 years and finished in the top five, six other times. Wow, that is a feat. Okay. okay. Yeah, I definitely, unlike last time where I could just randomly. Okay, so blowing glass, sliding the lever on the podcast, and NFL Survivor Pool. Okay. Uh, okay. And I, wait, wait, I'm trying to think if I could think of anybody without hearing names. Oh, please. Your littles choices are David Spector, Bobby Gottfried, Jeff Flowers. Okay, Jeff Flowers is the football, I believe, because okay. I think we talked about that maybe in his oh, interview. I'm okay. not positive. It's been a long time for him, too. 
Uh, matter of fact, I believe he was a two for Tuesday with Karen, actually, if I remember correctly. I got that in my memory. Well, bank. we did just have him on five mediocre minutes that's true. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but there's the blowing. So blowing who, glass and sliding the lever on a podcast to exactly the point I want every time. Okay, it's Bobby and who else? And David Spector. Ooh. I mean, I guess I would. I feel like Bobby would be the sliding the lever on the podcast for okay. some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then David, I guess, would be the glass blowing. And, you know, he does wine bottles. I don't know. I'm just, that's not where I was going with that. That's a good guess. I actually, I was going to say the same thing, actually. But I don't know, maybe to make it interesting. No, no. I'll I'll reverse. We did well the last time we we agreed. (laughs) That's true. But don't agree just to agree if you think there's a difference. That's true. I could see, yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. Okay, so we've got Bobby for the sliding the lever. We've got David Spector for the blowing glass and Jeff Jeff Flowers for for the the NFL survivor pool. I mean, hello. He's in the littles. He's got to be, I would say. Or or is that just beneath him if he's that good? I don't know, but let's find out. Here we go. Here we go. Sealed envelope. Here we go. All right. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Okay. All right, littles, you ready? Sully, you ready? Blowing glass. Bobby Gottfried. What? Sliding the lever on a podcast to exactly the point I want every time. Jeff Flowers. And playing the NFL survivor pool, David Spector. David Spector? Wow. I had all three wrong. Did you get any? No, we, no. we agreed. We agreed. We agreed and uh, we didn't get any of them. All right, Claire, we suck at this. We're terrible. I don't know if I this promise, is any fun littles, for I promise else. we listen to you and we we do know well, you. Well, wait. Sort the glass of. blowing was never brought up. That's true. I mean, and I don't the know about The sliding of the lever. Yeah, that would not have. None of this was brought up. Well, so. no, because we didn't ask those questions. Right. That's the whole point of this. So anyway, <laughs> good on you guys. Wow. Stump the hosts. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll call this. Stump I don't know. Stump the hosts. that's what's happening. And thank you, Claire. It's fun for us. I don't know if it's fun listening, but it's uh, fun for us. But we hope you're having a good time. Well, but time's gone already. We have to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We're also on Instagram at the Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to check out our soon-to-be website page. How's that for a tease, Littles? Don't forget to run over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. Thank you, Dan Hamill, again, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Jason Fraley, Kate Milan, and Patrick Smith for our bumpers this episode. And maybe even most importantly, Roxy, don't forget to keep your ears open for our upcoming March Madness Loyal Littles podcast bracket tournament challenge. So we'll get that all set up again this year. Some really fun prizes in the prize closet, and hopefully we'll have more to hand out. And I think we're definitely going to do a couple different prizes like we did last year because mm-hmm. that whole team name thing took us by surprise yeah that was a lot of fun so we'll fun. do that again and then obviously if you win the brackets maybe we'll find some other categories yeah. to mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. and so we can hand out some even more prizes so until then if you're out shopping online tonight use the code people uh, oh 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 <laughs> Wish I could get out of my mind And see things like you
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. And by the way, the shower curtain is better in real life. Oh, yeah.